on today's episode of Diving In. Even something as simple as cutting bangs, getting my bangs cut. Like I haven't, I've been so safe with my hair even for so many years. And now I'm just like, whatever. Like if I want to do it, if it's going to make me feel more like me, I'm going to do it. And there's something so empowering, even just about posting a video of singing. Like what you said, if you have a passion for something, just put it out. You don't have to care so badly what other people might say. Let this be your sign. Welcome to Diving In, a podcast aiming to explore the deeper themes behind the entertainment and content creation industries. I'm Leslie Mosier. And I'm Marissa Mullen. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Diving In. Leslie, it's good to see you uh, via Zoom. I saw you in person last week, which was such a treat. I know you guys might have seen on Instagram, we shared some videos of us hanging out together, which was really fun because the last time I saw Marissa... I was in crazy surgery recovery and like yeah, it was I honestly, the day after <laughs> I don't remember much of it except Marissa and I doing a photo shoot of my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> we did of the beautiful endo scars. I was like scars. This artsy in the shadows. <laughs> so it was really great to like actually hang and catch up. But now we're back in our normal podcast uh, mode of being in different states. Exactly. I'm like, why didn't we record a podcast while we were together? I know the answer because we were working on passion projects. It's true. That's what the season is about. It's about exploring our passions and diving into fun and adventure. Exactly. And that's what this podcast is for us. And Leslie and Rob were so generous and kind to record a song for one of my best friends and I. Um, I won't really get into the nitty gritty details of what the song is about, but we... We've been writing songs together since freshman year of college, so the past like 10 years, and we wrote this song that was near and dear to our hearts, and we have never had a recording that has been more than just a voice note in the past 10 years, and so we went into the studio with Rob, Leslie's husband, and Leslie, and recorded a song professionally. It's so good, too. It was crazy. It was so much fun, and it was just such a really nice release. And now I understand why songwriters and musicians do what they do, because it's so cool to be able to take an experience and package it up into a song, record it, and then listen to it. Like yesterday, I was walking down like to the park in my morning walk, and I was listening to it. And I'm like, this is just such a moment of time in my life that is now just living in this song. And like, how cool is that? Living and breathing forever. There's really no feeling quite like hearing something that you created in like an actual song format with the drums and the bass and like everything coming to life. So I'm really glad that we were able to do that for you guys. And it was your 30th birthday present from us. Yes, the best. I know. And hearing that song, like we sent Rob just a few chords and he built an entire produced track and listening to that was the most exciting moment of my year. It was so fun. cried. I cried. I haven't cried in months and I cried like three times in Nashville. Release, release. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. I've been also in music land and it's been really, really, really fun, but also kind of scary, but in a good way. Um, I started recording when I was 16 
I, I flew to Buffalo, New York to record at GCR, which is the Google Doll studio. That's amazing. And it kind of sent me on the trajectory for my life because it made – I up until that point, 100% wanted to be a veterinarian. It was oh, like – no way. Oh, I lived and breathed vet. I was like watching Steve Irwin every day, every um, – veterinarian show on animal planet i went to like summer vet schools i was like on track on track to going to virginia tech for veterinary medicine wow and then this crazy kind of fate of events happened where i made a demo in garage band on my first macbook and sent it to an artist named dave malilo and he was like wait like i'm working with a producer like let's record this and long story short, I went to New York and recorded it, and then it got me to move to Nashville and go to Belmont for music business. Wow. I moved to Nashville, put out my music. It was super fun and exciting, but I kind of got – talk about imposter syndrome. Being a musician in, Nash, musician in Nashville is incredibly intimidating because mm-hmm. everyone is a musician in Nashville yeah. and incredible musicians in Nashville. So I kind of like wrote it off. For many years and was like, you know, I'm not good enough. Like I almost felt embarrassed that it was something that I had a passion about just because I was too kind of shy to put myself out there anymore, I guess. Um, and, you know, Rob was a touring musician. So in the past few years, thanks to our friend, the pandemic, um, <laughs> he started building his studio and it's been the biggest gift, not only for me personally being able to explore music again, but for him and I to be able to like create music together and then also giving the gift of music to other people, like what just happened with you. It has been so fulfilling in my heart and my soul. Um, And it's like, it's hard to pull us away from it. And I'm just so glad that you got to experience it and see it and like, that's like if anyone's ever like we're Leslie and Rob they're they're not out doing anything we're in we're in that room <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing that you have that because it is such a creative release and I love watching Rob at work like I think he posted on Instagram yesterday like he feels like a kid in the studio mm-hmm. and that it's just such an amazing hobby and a passion and a job you know Rob is doing this professionally as well and it's just so cool to have something in your house that you can just escape to and go into this other world like we were down in the studio what do you call it the cozy cabin <laughs> the cozy, cozy cove or cozy Co- cove it's cozy cave he's been cozy cave. really recently starting to say this and i think he's very serious about it so i need to learn which one he wants to call it well, either way cozy it cave. is so cozy and you can really just like time just disappears when you're in there and that's what i always say when i'm like operating in a creative space it's like you kind of transcend time and it's nice to be able to do that and yeah, you both of you are so talented with producing and with songwriting. Like watching you guys in action was so cool to see. Thank you. And then even seeing you posting all of your videos singing to Doug on Instagram. Um, anyone listening, go to Instagram. You can pause this podcast. Go watch Leslie singing to Doug. It is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh. And these videos are just so like you could tell that the passion is so there and it's so authentic. And I'm loving that you're exploring this side of yourself again because it is hard. It, there is so much imposter syndrome. And we talked about this when we were together. But like, sometimes, you know, when you aren't a musician as your full time job, and you kind of dabble into that space in a public setting, people are confused. And they're like, mm-hmm. what? 
Like that's that's weird. They shouldn't be singing because they're a cheese plate influencer yes. or they shouldn't be singing because they're an actor, you know, mm-hmm. because singing is such a vulnerable thing. But I feel like we need to get rid of that stigma. Like everyone can sing. If you want to produce art in any way, just freaking go and produce it. Yeah. Like who cares what people think? I think as we are approaching our 30s, oh my gosh, we're Marissa and I, I have, are both. Let's both. T minus. Um, I have 14 days left <gasps> of 29. That's so soon. I'm I'm July 17th. I don't know how far away that is, but we're you, both very yeah. close to each other. Like yeah. very, very close. Less than a month. There is such an amazing feeling. And I've always heard about this. Everyone was like, your 30s are your best years because you stop caring what other people think. Mm -hmm. And I'm really starting to like actually discover that for myself that, you know, if I get a bad comment, like someone had the audacity to comment negative things on my Doug singing videos. And a few years ago, that would have like wrecked me and made me like want to not do it anymore. Um, and now I'm just like, oh, well, like, I don't care. And I'm just so happy to be putting myself out there in a way that feels authentic to me. And like, you're doing it with you and all of the things that you have going on and all of our summer plans. It's like, I finally feel like I'm coming home to myself in a way. I love that. Um, and you know, wearing what I want to wear and exploring like different colors and like, even something as simple as cutting bangs, getting my bangs cut. Like I haven't, I've been so safe with my hair even for so Mm. many years. And now I'm just like, whatever. Like if I want to do it, if it's going to make me feel more like me, I'm going to do it. And there's something so empowering, even just about posting a video of singing. Like what you said, if you have a passion for something, just put it out. You don't have to care so badly what other people might say let this be your sign yeah and also you have no control of what other people think no matter what you do so you can try your best to fit into a mold that you think everyone would like but you will always have someone who doesn't agree with you and that's life like that's what we that's just what you deal with and I love the fact that the first recording studio you went to was the Goo Goo Dolls and then recently, you had a little Goo Goo Dolls moment. A little Goo Goo Dolls moment. Yeah, they shared my video of Doug and I, of me singing so cool. to Doug. And, you know, back in the day when I was 16, like, even though I was at their studio, I wasn't on anyone's radar. Like, they didn't know who I was or care who I was. You know, I was just someone paying to be there at their studio. And so for however many years later to get to kind of experienced that it felt very full circle and I'm a huge Goo Goo Dolls fan so that was very like exciting did you know that companies can claim their beef is grass-fed as long as it was fed grass at some point in its life did you also know that meat could be marketed American-made as long as it was packaged in America I'm just learning all of this and it's pretty crazy but luckily Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks are the real deal They're sourced from 100% grass-fed and finished cows that are never fed grains or harmful antibiotics, and they come from small, family-owned farms right here in the USA. Paleo Valley beef sticks use old-world methods of fermentation, similar to charcuterie, which gives the beef sticks a long shelf life without harmful acids and chemicals. They're also free of hydrogenated oils, making it one of the healthiest meal snacks on the market. I need to actually try to make a charcuterie board with these beef sticks because they are that good. I've been snacking on these during the day when I need a little protein boost and love all of the flavors. I also love that they use real organic spices to flavor their beef sticks versus conventional spices sprayed with pesticides or natural flavors often made from GMO corn. 
To check out Paleo Valley beef sticks, go to paleovalley.com slash diving in and get 15% off your first order on us. That's paleovalley.com slash diving in. Let us know what you think. Yeah, so kind of jumping into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, we love we, music. <laughs> we love music and we love hobbies. Um, but what are you up to this summer, Leslie? I am so excited. We have some family travel coming up in June. Rob's birthday is at the end of June. But in July, we're actually going to Hawaii for oh, my 30th birthday. There's a many things that it is. It's my 30th birthday on July 17th. It's my six-month surgery anniversary. Wow. And it will to also the day. to the day. And it will also be my sixth six-month free from alcohol anniversary. Yay. So oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. There's like a lot to be excited for. So for those who don't know, I actually grew up in Eva Beach in Hawaii. It's on um, the island of Oahu. My dad flew P3s in the Navy, and so we lived on a naval base, and it's where I have my first memories. You know, there was a beach right outside of our door, and I have not been back since then. And so I've been so eagerly just for years telling Rob, let's go to Hawaii, and then COVID happened, couldn't go to Hawaii, you know, all these things. And when the surgeon was putting me under anesthesia, she was like, let's picture somewhere. Like, where do you want to be? And I pictured that childhood beach with Rob in Hawaii. And so we're going to make it happen. We're actually going to go the first – we're staying in Kauai most of the time, like 99% of the time. But the first day we're going to go actually drive to Barber's Point and go to the house and see the beach. I like found it on YouTube. There's someone did a weird like vlog just walking through the old neighborhood and it's exactly the same. That's crazy. That's going to be so nice. And like what a – what a full circle again there's all these full circles so happening many. it feels really nice like i've been saying that i feel like a lot of loops have been closing mm-hmm. before i enter 30 all of these loose ends are just like kind of tying up nicely and it's, i love that you're going back there it's such a relief you know to like we've all had a very tough few years and there's been a lot of um accelerations i guess when whether it comes to healing growth um, letting people go. There's been a lot of just kind of turbulence in our lives and we are all deserving of some peace and adventure and like just playfulness. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'll be, you know, posting photos of all of that. Um, but I also know you have a European adventure coming up and I'm very jealous. <laughs> I do. I do. So this is my, uh, I've been calling it Cheese, Pray, Love um, in honor of Eat, Pray, Love, the fabulous book and movie. I actually made Cheese, Pray, Love hats that are on sale in my merch store. Shop.cheeseplate.com yes. if you want one. Um, but this for me, it's it started out as a 30th birthday trip as well. Um, I've been wanting to go back to Europe for years. The last time I was there was in 2018 when I was on tour with John Batiste and it was a whirlwind of a trip. We were in like a different city every day, barely slept, didn't get to see anything, just worked the whole time. And I've never gotten to go back there in the mindset of 
exploring like the history of cheeses in Europe, which is like where it all began. Like, yeah, I I feel like this is kind of my my journey back to the homeland of all these different <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to kind of feature on my Instagram stories and on my feed, like the different areas I'm going to in Italy and the cheeses local to the regions. And I don't have a lot planned ahead of time. It's almost going to be a, a bit of like an exploratory situation where it's like, OK, I'm ending up at this restaurant. What's on the menu? What kind of cheeses are we working with? Like, what kind of wine does it pair with? And like, figure it out at the same time as the people watching my stories. Um, so that's why I'm kind of referring it to Eat, Pray, Love, because I have no idea what to expect. And I do hope that it becomes an experience that just like enriches and inspires me um, to start creating some new content. I feel like I've hit a certain point where I've just not, I haven't felt really creatively motivated mm-hmm. to make new cheese plates and I think that with this trip I will get such a new like have a new lens on everything and see where you know where these cheese plates originated from and how the differences between eating a spread in Italy versus France versus Portugal so my routing if anyone is listening and has any recommendations I'm starting in Lake Como Going to Sardinia, this is a really fun one. Um, I connected with a dairy farm called Central Fromaggi in Sardinia back before the pandemic. It was 2019, and they make this amazing truffle pecorino called Maltierno al Tartufo. It's sold in America, so you can find it at Whole Foods and at some other shops, but it's a beautiful pecorino sheep's milk cheese with just this like intense truffle flavor down the center and their dairy farm is in Sardinia and it's been in the family for over 150 years they have a uh, herd of sheep that has been in the family for that long and we're going to visit the dairy farm and meet the sheep and um, my contact there was like just get ready we're gonna have a lunch and we have 60 cheeses for you to try oh my gosh so I'm like bring it on we're gonna try all the cheese um, and Sardinia is such a beautiful country. I don't know if you've seen the Zac Efron documentary mm-hmm. Netflix show. It's one of the only blue zones in the world, which means the highest population of people that live above 100. Yep. And so I'm just so excited to be around that culture and that fresh food. And there's beaches that have like white sand and clear waters. Uh. So very excited for Sardinia. After that, we pop down to Rome. I've never been to Rome before. Um, I'm so excited to just check out Rome in general. It's such a historic, amazing city. And then I go up to Tuscany for a day, bop over to Lyon, France, where one of my friends lives. Um, and then there, go to Portugal. I'm going to Porto and Lisbon. And then might stay forever. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing and so like freeing. I just feel like your your body is going to be so happy. I mean, It is a thing not to like go into all of the issues with the American food system, but it is a thing where people who have issues, GI issues or skin issues or whatever that go to Europe and eat the food there, they don't have reactions and they don't have their celiac or maybe not celiac, but their gluten intolerance, like they're able to eat the sourdough bread over there. So I'm um, so ready. (laughs) I'm just envisioning you feeling so good and doing so well, all of the pasta. And there is something so true to be said about needing a break to come back to yourself create creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to find so much inspiration out there and come back with a newfound, like just newfound lust for social media and just like yeah. what, what you, what you want out of it, I guess. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we can't, we, 
can't be expecting the return from social media that maybe we used to, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's all at the end of the day about what we want to be putting out and what feels good for us to be putting out. Cause it's not gonna, it's not there to make us feel good anymore. You know, it's not, that's it, such a good point. And like caring just less about the algorithm and the likes and the comments, you know, it's like when you try to play with the algorithm, it backfires on you. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I'm at the point where I'm done trying to compete. I just want to create what makes me happy. And that is cheese, pray, love. So it's going to be, I don't even know what the content's going to be yet. Maybe it's going to be like some cinematic reels of landscape or it's going to be gooey cheese. I have no clue. And that's the most exciting Uh, part because I feel like my life in the sheep, because similar to you where you like felt so safe with like your hair and your like what you were wearing. Mm -hmm. It's like I've felt so safe with my work. Like I always have to work at my desk in my office and I always have to be planning my content in a certain way. And that's part of the perfectionist in me. And I feel like this trip, I'm taking advantage of the fact that I can work remotely and I can work wherever. So go work from Europe. Like that makes so much sense. And it is a big block, like trying to get past that, like stress and anxiety of, oh my gosh, I won't be at my desk. I won't have my things. Like I'm living out of a suitcase for a month. This is going to be stressful. But at the same time, I'm learning to just kind of let it go and go with the flow, which something that is hard to do. But I think that this trip really is going to push me to do that, which I definitely really need before the next chapter of the 30s. I'm so excited for you. I feel like there's just a new wave of energy coming on of this like newness and exciting things. And who knows, maybe you'll come back and be like, oh, I want to tour the US doing cheese things and, you know, or like other countries and who knows. Exactly. And so also, I love that both of, like, throughout this whole podcast over the past, what has it been, five months since February? Mm -hmm. But we've been recording for longer. We've been recording since September. We've been recording since September. We had this idea probably, like, last April. So much has happened, and I feel like both of us have grown so much. And this podcast has, for me personally, like, brought me so much clarity and it's been so therapeutic and being able to just talk about these themes on a public forum, something that I never thought I would do. And I just like, I've loved doing this with you and being able to talk to different people, hear their stories and just talk through those things that we both struggle with and kind of work through it. it it's really, I feel, truly feel like I've been a changed person over the past few months because of this. Same. I'm so grateful for you. Oh, um, I, I don't know. I feel like it's this living, breathing thing that we can one day look back at and maybe the things that we were struggling with now will look back and be like, oh, you had that. Like, what are you What yeah. are you so worried about that for? But at the same time, being able to listen back to these episodes, like, I'm just very proud of us. It's something, again, just like the music thing. This was another thing that we had to get out of our comfort zone. There are a million podcasts out there. There are a million people trying to be podcasters and doing it very successfully. And so for us to be like, all right, you know, Marissa has that cheese plate. I have Doug the Pug, but we're going to come together and create something new. There was a lot of like risk in that. And we did it anyway. And we didn't care that we weren't number one on the podcast charts. And we didn't care that, you know, we're not 
making a million dollars. Like it, it, it wasn't for that and it isn't yeah. for that. It is truly for us to have these conversations, meet really incredible people. I mean, John Batiste one oh, album of the episode. year like yeah it, it, these are very inspiring conversations and I agree it's it's really like given me the confidence and the tools that I've needed and I figured out that I say like too much so <laughs> there's no such thing as saying it too much I have tr- fine. <laughs> I have truly been trying to remove that from my vernacular oh, and yes and we're, we're doing it well Yes. But it just shows like, you know, if you have a passion or a hobby, just freaking go for it. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Like, you know, with this whole thing, like you said, we did not expect it to be anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful. We both are so grateful for everyone who's listening because you guys have kept this going for so long. And we really appreciate you hanging out with us every Tuesday to listen to us talk. And we hope that you've taken some sort of something away from this as well. But, you know, I think in the past for me, I've always been a high achiever and luckily hitting kind of a timing and press streak with that cheese plate, I was able to experience success with that. And that was kind of my baseline for every project moving forward, Mm -hmm. which is not the best way to go about it because, you know, not everything can be successful. And the 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 word success i think has shifted for me and in the past i would associate success with followers likes um press money you know like the yep. the basic umbrella of what success is in like corporate america but truly what success is is making you feel like you are emotionally spiritually fulfilled doing something and i think this podcast for me is really just like really reshifted my mindset about everything in my life, successful friendships, successful relationships, um, you know, successful creative projects, like recording this song with you. Like I will probably not release this or if I do, it's under a pseudoname. But for me, this was such a success because it took a really heartbreaking situation that I went through and it really just like, I'm tearing up. It, it, it made it so raw and I, it it gave me so much closure, you know, mm-hmm. which is what I needed. Yeah. Closure is a very beautiful thing. By the way, we're not like quitting forever. We're just um, – we're going on a little hiatus for the oh, summer. Oh, we didn't announce that we yet. Didn't. <laughs> I'm just crying because I haven't cried in six months. It's all coming out right now. <laughs> we're just going on a little hiatus because, um, again, we want to explore and play and – kind of practice what we preach. I think our wise selves come out when we're talking to each other on this podcast, but it's very easy for, you know, the work self or the ego self to come and just be like, no, you you need to like work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like we also more than anything need to like play and have fun and explore. Yeah. And um, so I just know that you guys will all be very understanding and excited because when we come back, we'll be so refreshed and have all of these new life experiences under our belt. Um, One thing that I did forget to mention that I will plug now is that this summer I am actually putting out my new music. And I forgot that that's that's what's like the main focus after our trip this summer, after vacation. So um, I don't have any exact dates yet, but 
The first single is called Glow. It's so good, by the way. I've listened to it like 800 times and it's always stuck in my head. And then I have another song coming out with – it's a duet with Ryan Key from Yellow Card. um, And that's coming out probably September or so. But follow us on socials. Um, We'll keep you guys so updated with like what we're doing, you know. Oh, yeah. Cheese Pray Love will be popping. I leave in 10 days from today. Oh, my gosh. So nine days from when you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, and follow Leslie for – she has some other music coming out, too. That's a little bit of a surprise. A surprise. There's going to be lots of music, lots of cheese, lots of dogs, travel, etc. cetera. Um, keep going back, listening to our old episodes if you haven't listened to them yet. It's just a little summer vacation. We're like school teachers taking our little break for summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we will be back and we are probably the most active people on social media yeah. anyways. So if you follow, follow, follow our at cheese. Marissa Mullen, at Leslie Mosier, at It's Doug the Pug, mm-hmm. at That Cheese Plate, we'll put them in the show notes too. But I wish Doug again, could go on just, your cheese adventure with you. Can you imagine oh, the photos that we would such get good photos. of Doug oh like on Lake Como? Yes. Okay. One day we'll have to do like a cheese Doug collab trip. <laughs> Or it's just photos of Doug with multiple cheese plates. <laughs> <laughs> with like a little, oh, yeah. I see it I now. I would love that. Doug, I would love that. Doug is getting ready for his summer adventures, so. Are you bringing Doug to Hawaii? No. Oh. They have a very strict quarantine policy or else we oh, would. True. But again, it's Is that good the first time that you're having that much space from him? The first time was our honeymoon when we went to oh Iceland. And now- Hawaii will be the second time, but my parents are going to watch him and it'll be good because yeah. when we travel with him, it's like having a baby and totally. it's amazing and we get amazing content and videos and all of the things, but it's better for all of us for him to just be like safe and chill and having fun with grandma and grandpa. But oh, he'll love that. He'll get spoiled for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, we love you. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts for listening to this podcast every week. Um, It's been such a wild ride and experiment. And we're so happy to be diving in with you. But we're going to take a little diving in break. We're going to be skimming the surface, floating in Hawaii and and Lake Como. But uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and we'll we'll keep updating Diving In's Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, re-promoting episodes, inspirational quotes, what have you. But and we comment who you want us to be interviewing for this new season. Like we need we need ideas, you know? We're gonna we're gonna come back hot. So give us give us who you want the the hot takes from and we'll find their people. We'll find We'll find them. Thanks, guys. Have a great summer. Hags. Have a great summer. Hags. Love you lots. (laughs) Next time we talk to you, we'll be 30. (laughs) Oh, my God. Crazy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Diving In. This show is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McCone. The theme song is by Rob Schinelli. As always, if you liked this episode, please share us with your friends and family and give us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button to be reminded when a new episode comes out. If you have any questions for the show, our email is info at divingin.community. To stay up to date with all things Diving In, you can follow us on Instagram at divinginpod or visit us online by going to divingin.community. See you next time.